welcome to Pegging Coffee Talk. Here are your hosts, Lady Alba and Lord Knight. So, for the past almost year, as we're coming up on Samhain, um, we have been at Temple focusing on a very specific part of the charge of the goddess. And it is the segment where Doreen Valiant talks about naked rights. Right. right? You'd be naked in your rights. And I decided it would be a great idea to... Wow, he's having a moment. (laughs) My goodness, Mr. Man. He didn't get his ritual invite. He's upset. Um, That uh, we would dissect it, right? And really talk about what it means. Because I have seen over the years... Oh my gosh, the mi- <laughs> I always find it funny. The minute anybody says the word naked to a beginner or a new person to craft, it is their eyes bug out of their head, right? And everybody gets paranoid because the automatic assumption is what? That we are going skyclad, we're stripping down, down, and we're taking it literally. And don't get me wrong, there's at least two women sitting there pinching their sides saying how fat they are. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, but there's always sort of a cold sweat that breaks out when the topic comes up. So I said, let's dispel it. Let's just go ahead and break it apart. And so each moon, we have been looking at a specific aspect of naked rights. Now... I don't know how far down that rabbit hole we want to get, but I think it's important to share with people how we come up with a theme and then stay with it throughout the year for the purpose of ritual writing. Don't get me wrong. It's hard sometimes to come up with these themes. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, it can be. You know. But really, anything can be a theme. Any small aspect of a passage, something that inspires you, a segment of mythology, right? It all has the ability to do that. My gosh, we've done so many different themes. I mean, I I can't remember the last time we actually had full moon without one. I I can't think of one We've been doing it for years and years and years. And, And part of it is that unification, right? It's to keep everybody on the same page for the year. And so that there is something that everyone can expect and sort of hold on to that they know, oh, okay, this is how it's going to go. And they're already thinking about it, meditating on it, bringing it into their own practice throughout the duration. So, you know, my gosh, naked rights. What did we do? We started with you're born. You're born naked right. into this world. That's how we come in, right? Conversely, shock, big surprise for 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 the moon right before Samhain. <laughs> you die the same damn way. You go out the way you came in. Uh, what else? We go into the naked mind, emotional yeah. freedom, mental freedom, physical freedom, sex, and how it affects us and how it affects our lives and both positively and negatively. And I think that's that's the one thing a lot of people misunderstand when you're exploring a ritual topic. Please don't stay one-sided. Please don't <laughs> just look at the positive. Don't just focus on the good thing. You've got to look at the polarities. 
there's bad things in life and ignoring those things never helps out. No. And it's, it's like anything else, right? Too much of anything is no good. Too little of something might be no good. So we have to acknowledge. Does it mean we have to dwell on it infinitely? No. No. It, not. Again, it, we think of it along the same thing like our grandparents did where it's hope for the best, plan for the worst. Yes. I also like to see it as, you know, instead of see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Mm, no, I need to analyze the evil. <laughs> um, because I need to know what's possible. I need to understand what else could be coming. Or you need to understand how to fix the mm, problem. And how it affects you. And how it affects you. Again, here's what I don't see a lot of people doing on this, and especially when you're talking about the naked and the right, is actually being honest with themselves mm -hmm. to enough to where they can fix their problems. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. And that that really does, it takes a certain amount of vulnerability that a lot of people are not prepared for and they're not ready for. Um, even in our faith, where I would like to believe that pagans more so than anyone else are the first ones willing to strip down, throw all of their worldly everything away and go before their gods naked. Mm -hmm. Mind, body, spirit. But that is not always the case. We tend to, not everyone, but some people hide behind this very optimistic, um, sugar-coated, yeah. Yeah, the, the, what did I call that? The witch, good witch. Mm, Glenda the good witch, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's this, it's the rosy, sunny, Honey. rainbows outcome. People, that ain't life. We know this. No. It's not. We have ups, we have downs, we have good, we have bad. Everything falls you, into those balances. You, you cannot run around acting like an anime character. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? And hey, listen, I am not nearly as up on anime as you are, <laughs> but from what I understand, there's some pretty dark-ass anime out there uh, yes, that but, gets pretty but, intense. But you have a lot of anime characters out mm. there, and they're just all... Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty. <laughs> Right. You know, the, the world is full of rainbows and it will all work out no matter what. And you're like, the world don't work that way. No, no. And so with ritual writing, we try to look at all of it. And one of the things that I've always enjoyed doing that you, I think, directly more so than anyone else um, that, you know, that were my elders, my, my, <laughs> right, my teachers, you were the one that taught me it was okay to bring humor oh, God, into yes. ritual. Oh, my God. It's so freeing. It's so refreshing. It's so fun. It's silly. It's playful. It's joyful. Yes. It's, it's, it's fun. It makes ritual fun. But not everyone does that. Well, and, and again, with that said, not every ritual has to be a comedy skit. No, 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 no. Of course not. Of but course then not. on the other hand, not every... Ritual needs to be some downer. Solemn. Right. I mean, right. as somebody who was raised Roman Catholic, I couldn't fathom in my early days. What do you mean we're going to laugh? What, what do, do you mean? mean we're making jokes or we're talking about like it? We're no, talking no, about no, something no, no, embarrassing. I'm Southern Baptist. I mean, come on. Helen Brimstone yeah, was okay. every other Sunday. Yeah, good point. <laughs> but I mean... You know, any anyone, anyone who knows the Catholic, I mean, it's so regimented. It's so, 
you know, you're up, you're down, you're, you're up, up, you're, you're down. down, you're, 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 it's almost militant in so many aspects. And I do think as traditional, which is we carry some of that. And that's, you know, for me anyway, what attracted me to the faith was the structure that I could anticipate, but also knowing, you know what, some days we're just not going to take ourselves that damn seriously. It's incredible. It's a relief. It, it, it breaks from the monotony mm-hmm. of life. But it also acknowledges something about life that we talk about all the time in classes, which is your inner child, getting in touch with play, going back to when things were simpler and innocent. And, you know, and, and, and to sit there and to think that the gods will not enjoy a joke every so often is just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I literally remember at one point, I feel like this wasn't, this wasn't how it actually happened, but in my memory it is. I want you to know that. It was like you put a tiny little pan in my pocket and sent me home. <laughs> and I was stuck with this little bastard <laughs> for months, just doing his damnedest to be this joyful, jokey little trickster everywhere all the time. And I was like, all right, all right, I get it. Okay, I'm going to dance around and we're going to play the flute. I, I give up. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. It works. Um, and sometimes... When we need a release, when we need to huh, cleanse, that's one of the best ways to do it oh, for God, me. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all talk about a good cry. Yeah. You also need a good laugh. The best laugh is after a good cry. Mm. I, I know that sounds weird, mm-hmm. but it really is the best. It, it is. <laughs> um. So, gosh, what else? I mean, so over the years, ritual-wise, of course, I'm trying to think of some of the themes now, and I'm coming up short, because <laughs> that's how it always happens in the moment. Um, we did the different moons according to Celtic tradition, the, the various names of the moons right. and what they what, represent. What, and, and again, those were what was going on that month of the mm-hmm. full moon. We did one year... We did an entire series on full moon where every single moon we learned a different yoga pose and its association and what, what that pose represented spiritually. Um, it was fun. We got people moving inside of circle in a different way that year, too. It was it was fascinating to see. Well, now we did the uh, the, the woods, too. Yes, we brought, we did the nine woods and then we brought, uh, we brought a couple extras in, but I don't think we didn't have a full 13 that year because we had a couple of grands that intercepted and, you know, we had to move the schedule around a little bit, but yes, we did the nine woods and we explored every single one. Um, goodness. Uh, their aspects, their spiritual yeah. effects. I mean, just like we were talking about the moons, the spiritual effects of the wolf moon. Mm-hmm. How how did you feel the day you were, you know, in your cottage and you heard the wolves mm-hmm. outside and you weren't and it's the middle of winter? And what it represented and what you knew seasonally had to happen. Um, I think we did something on the tides ones and mm. all of the different tidal formations, which there are a lot more than people realize. It's a hell of a lot more than just high tide, low tide. <laughs> 
um, as somebody who grew up on the water, I mean, I, you know, around it, I, I had a pretty good concept of that, but even I got a huge education from that. We've done stones and tools and we've done life stages. We, I mean, there's so many things to explore as the wheel turns and as the as, seasons progress. I mean, again, this is supposed to be a representation of our lives yeah. as we go through yeah. the turning of the wheel. Mm -hmm. And there's something about full moon, and, and it's interesting because we've we've met a, a lot of groups over the years that do it differently. And I mean, we don't fault them for it. It just is what it is, right? So a lot of groups... That whole not our tradition. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's a lot of groups out there who use full moon for their spell work or coven workings and there's a, and they use their sabbats and espots as open ritual right and we're the exact opposite <laughs> we open the doors on full moon come on in like we you know that's the time for us to invite guests and because again because we are keeping with that theme um it, it allows people that sense of community Right. Whereas for us, the grands and the lessers, eh, that's a little different. Well, I think there's something to be said when you, you pop into a ritual and even if you're just a guest and you realize they did something last month and they're going to be doing something next month. Yeah. That sort of might encourage people to, okay, now of I got to see what they're going to do next month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, absolutely. Um, moons have also for us been a time to, to equate it. To, to other religions, right? It's a sermon whereby we are offering those in attendance something to take home, be it physical, be it spiritual, be it words, right? It's something for them to take home, take back into their own practices and work with. Well, I mean, how many students do we have that sit there and goes, why do our rituals always end with homework? <laughs> That's true. Oh, that's so true. But, but, but I think the real answer to that is because for us, it's not homework. It's not. It's just part of life. And you can take it or leave it, right? You can choose. It's, it's like the old uh, AA motto. You take what you need, you leave what you don't. Well, see, now, and, and I like it when we do, I like when we do rituals, when we try to focus on a part of life that most people don't think about. Mm -hmm. There is an awful lot of living that people would prefer to ignore. Yes. And that's amazing when you think about it. It's truly something. There are. There are whole segments of the human experience that we would rather dig a little hole, shove it in, and cover it up and go, no, 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 no. no, no. no. I'm we're, not going to do We're not going to discuss this. Right. You know, we, we, we don't want to discuss the yeah. negative aspects yeah. of our lives. Um, and I see it all the time. I, I'm at a place now in my life where at, you know, almost 45, it's hard for me sometimes to connect with friends who, you know, are similar in age who are dealing with an aging, dying parent, right? Because that is a universal experience for most of us. We tend to be a little more prepared. We do. And I see a lot of my friends in a very deep, almost denial about that process and what it means and what it, it, it like. 
in a weird way, I, I almost want to go, you knew your whole life you knew this was coming. Your whole life. And, and and what part did you think it wasn't going to? Right. Somehow you were going to evade it? I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I know I joked with like my grandparents for years saying that neither one of them could decide which one was going to go first and that we're both <laughs> going to live forever. But I knew that not to be the actual case. Right. It was just not to get them to talk about it. <laughs> but it's also our ego, right? Our yeah. ego gets in the way that we think somehow we're going to be spared or it's not going to happen to or, us. Or somehow or, you're special. Yeah. Or we just, we don't want to deal with the pain. And the problem is by not getting ahead of it, by not acknowledging it, when it happens, it hits you like a fucking freight train. And it's hard. It's yes. very, very difficult for people. And and I always see that and I have to be cautious, right, of what I say or how I approach it because I'm not always the most sympathetic or I'm not always the most helpful in those moments because I'm sort of baffled by their denial. I'm like, Thank you. how are you? Really? How are you? You're and it's hard to explain to people. We get more wrapped up in that. Your behavior, why you acting, yeah. this makes no sense to us. Yeah. And I do have a problem with that. I, like I noticed when my mother and some other people, mm -hmm. there was this big old thing about, oh, well, he's not looking at me going, I'm not mourning and all that. I'm like, no, I'm mourning just the way I'm supposed to. What's y'all's problem? <laughs> right, right. I'm mourning my way. I'm, yeah, it's, um, so it's it's just... It is. It's it's fascinating. And and mind you, right, I'm not talking about unexpected deaths. I'm not talking about accidents. None of that. Literally just the fact that we all have parents who are older than us, who will continue to get older <laughs> and who will eventually pass. That's it. That's it. Um, in those circumstances. Yeah. I mean, it, it always surprises me when a 50 year old man is like, oh, my God, my mother's dying. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what she, happened. She's been dying since the day you were born. She's been dying since the day she was born. Right. So how this is a shock to you, that's that's beyond me. Well, see, now, I, I really I don't understand these people in our religion who, again, like you said, that seems to want to stay on the sunshine lollipop mm -hmm. route and never. It's it's very one sided. It's. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I've learned as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate my extremely optimistic friends a lot more. But it it is it's 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 myopic and um, it can lead to problems later. So, you know, using moons to start addressing, dealing with some of those things. I mean, it makes sense. It's almost group therapy. Almost. Yeah. I mean, when, when you're sitting there and you're doing a ritual on fear mm. and you're expressing this, okay, you know, fear is a common thing that we have, but courage yeah. is doing those in spite of those fears Yeah, and going into ritual and talking about these things. And opening up the conversation that not only then takes place between members of the temple afterward, but many of us take it home. Uh, yeah. And go, hey, have you ever thought about this? Have you? We, I mean, we, there's we, a lot of us whose spouses or other halves do not. Have nothing to do with Have nothing this to do religion. with what we're doing. Yeah. And these people are going home going, oh, we just did this wonderful ritual and this is what it was about. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's talk about our sex life. How's it for you? Is it good? Are, <laughs> is you, it good? are you fulfilled? Because, because, I, because think... I just talked about this in ritual. You know, I just thought I'd let you yeah, know. <laughs> I'm realizing that maybe, maybe we should explore this. <laughs> it, um, but it does. It gives us that courage. It gives us um, the sense of not being alone. And good God, do we need that? And I mean, solitaries, look, I love you. I do. I do. <laughs> I did it. I did it for a long time. And what happened for me was I just got to a point where I said, how the hell am I going to learn anything new when I'm only talking to me? Right. My experiences are too limited to possibly introduce new ideas. I had to seek out others. And I knew that my growth was dependent on that. Does it mean I'm dependent on the people I sought out? Absolutely not. <laughs> but for my own spiritual growth and education, yeah, I had to. I mean. It, it, it's back to that idea of diversity of thought. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm. That we need diversity of thought. We need more people sitting there going, hey, did you think about this? What about this? I mean. To me, it's why people debate, right? It's yeah. why people talk about politics. It's why they talk about culture. It's what without it. Yeah, we are in a bubble and we will never grow beyond it. And, and often when we meet people in life where we're like, man, that they're just really closed minded or, or ignorant or, you know, any of the, the uh, labels that we put on them. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand, just like you do. It's mm -hmm. hard to sit there and listen to someone where they're talking about something you really do not agree with or like. Absolutely. All right? And yes, sometimes you have to break it up into small subjects or listen to it over time or whatever. Yeah. But it's better to do this to get the ideas. Sure. I'm trying to think I, of how to say that better. But. I, I will use the best example that I have personally from my own journey. If it were not for seeking out my community and, again, broadening my horizons in craft, I don't think I ever would have, by myself, come to the conclusion of there is no supernatural, there is only natural. No, I love you so much. I uh, know, I love you too. <laughs> But it wouldn't it wouldn't have existed because I was so influenced, right, mm -hmm. by the things that I already knew and by media and by books and, and by what I was exposed to. It wasn't until that idea I was forced to kind of sit with that and go, oh, yeah. Right. What's I mean, again, I was raised Catholic, father, son, Holy Ghost. Oh, right. OK. Hey. What's super about that? Right. What's there is no super. <laughs> and that no. that was a that was a ma and I mean I know some people might be listening to this going, God like Alba, you're stupid. But <laughs> that was a huge revelation for me in my twenties. Uh, yes. Yeah. It is a big revelation. So yeah, I mean it's things like that. We don't so so ritual to me at its core should be about those explorations, should be about those things that start to make us think. And it's not that we're trying to... Be some type of elitist? 
Yeah. It, it, well, or... it's, it's also that if you're the person facilitating ritual, it's not that you're trying to influence or you're trying to, to shove your beliefs into the equation. You're going, you know what? Here's something that I was curious about. You might be curious. You about. might be curious. Let's be curious together. And see what happens. Yeah. You know, and again, what ideas come and out of that? If there's not magic in that, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, I mean. Again, all acts of magic are acts of creation. Mm-hmm. Regardless of his thoughts, emotions, Damn or right. an actual item. Yeah. And and it's that that curiosity that we bring to ritual. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. You know, we got to explore a little bit more. We got to sit there. We need to pull the, and, and you've seen. We've both done it at Ritual. Trying to pull this out of people. <laughs> trying to get them yeah, out of their it shells. Can be hard. It, it, it's hard to do. It is. It's really hard. And the other thing about ritual writing, please let me, I want to say this before we wrap. <laughs> when, when we say writing, I don't give a damn if you're completely illiterate and can't, can hardly write your own name. <laughs> There's no writing. It's an idea. It's a concept. And I, I was guilty of it, right? When I was a youngin, I would come in with like a three-page written ritual. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> and this man would take it away from me. He would wait until we were in circle. I would ha- I'd be clutching my little script, right? I was so nervous. I was like, oh, this is what we're going to talk about. And he would snatch it out of my hands. And what I was left with was, all right, well, here's what my core idea was. And here's what I think. How about you guys? And it boiled it down Damn. to its purest form. And that is now how I write ritual. It might be one or two sentences. And that's it. I mean, my, my whole problem with this is if you got a script, how are you going to be moved by the yeah. energies yeah. and the gods? Yeah. We're not reading from the gospel. No. That's that's the difference. And it's getting away from that idea that we have to have, yeah, that sermoned component that's so planned out or mapped out. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes we do. Some rituals require that. Some mm. holidays, right? We, we <laughs> do, There is a lot more intense reading. But for the day-to-day of full moon... No, no, Mm-mm. we, we don't, we get rid of all that. So we, we say we use the term ritual writing loosely. It's more like ritual conducting. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's more of conducting. It's more thinking of what your idea is, what you're wanting to get across, mm-hmm. what you're hoping your, your other participants in ritual will get out of it yeah. and take out with them. And then taking the time to sit with it, you damn self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you you got to imagine what we got a Sabbath coming up and mm-hmm. that Sabbath has already been written in my head for how long now? Yeah. And it's ironic because you will not put it on paper. I know you. <laughs> no. Nope. There, there will be one sentence literally for the temple archives so that we can look back and go, oh, oh yeah, I remember oh, that ritual. That was a good ritual. We need to redo we, that. We need to redo that. But will it be thoroughly and completely fleshed out with everything that happened? Like someone, you know, was a, was uh, acting as court stenographer? Uh, no. 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 
It's very, very simplified. Everybody, and I think here's the problem is everybody wants to overcomplicate this stuff. Oh, for sure. All right. I understand wanting the Benadrama person. I understand wanting the the majesty, the 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 spectacle. Yes. I mean, I understand those, yeah. but and I mean, of course, yeah, we want we want a bit of that. We want to feel like we have worshipped, honored, done something with purpose. But you are, you are doing it with purpose. You You're are. there. You showed you up. You know, that's what a lot of people don't understand. Just showing up is more than enough. Absolutely. That is the purpose and the intent right there. But I need no finely worded right to know my seed. No, you don't. Mine you are and mine you shall remain. That's it. The gods have been telling us for eons. I don't need a bunch of bullshit to know who you are. I, I, I don't need nothing fancy. I just need you. So you out of coffee yet? Yes, I'm out of coffee. All right. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another episode. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Please visit us at lifetempleseminary.org for more information, as well as links to our social media. Facebook, Discord, Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit. We travel down this trodden path, the maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks.